Hello and welcome to the Fight Sides Combat Sports News Recap, I'm Iggy. Quite the week, huh? Lots and lots of stuff to talk about today, such as, uh... Such as... Ben Askren vs Jake Paul! Ben Askren fucking sucks, moving on. Bellator happened. Mads Burnell was there, looked great, boxed his man up, then choked him out in the second. Watch this fight and literally nothing else on the card. Hashtag Mads Lads. UFC on ESPN, Whitaker vs. Gastelum took place last weekend. Last weekend. Dire fucking card. Mirshad Kiertin Bartosz Fabinski in the first, which was pretty cool. Romanov vs. Espino was bizarre. Romanov got the technical technical decision because Espino couldn't continue the fight because of a nut shot. Which was very unfortunate because Espino was uh, starting to win. Hit an outside reap on uh, Romanov, a fucking 500 pound man. That was pretty cool. And that's it for the card. There was nothing else, just a flat line up until the main event. Speaking of which, uh, Bobby Knuckles looked fantastic. Tore Gastelum to shreds on the back foot. Used intercepting jabs and one twos, as well as his uh, patented Whitaker special. The one two into a rear head kick to great effect, pinning Gastelum's left hand to his chin, uh, which uh, no doubt played a big role in slowing Gastelum's hand speed and limiting his output to spazzy swings because his arms were dead. It was essentially a case study in how superior Ringcraft wins fights. Whitaker really didn't do anything special with regards to his footwork, just a whole bunch of lateral movement interspersed with L steps, which meant that by Constantly moving forward on straight lines, the only thing Gastelum was dictating was uh, the pace at which he was getting his ass kicked. Robert's preemptive defense was on point, hands low on the, on, uh, the outside, Philly Shell once in the punching range. Uh, everything we talked about with Thrum on the MMA podcast worked out exactly as we predicted it. <laughs> so if you wanna, if you wanna give, like compare the results with our predictions, just go back and listen to that. Uh, even the bit where I said that the two are bound to crash into the clinch worked out because because of Rob's bursting footwork and uh, Gastelum, because Gastelum squares up massively in the pocket. Once there, Whitaker utilized... Um, Whitaker grabbed underhooks and utilized his offensive wrestling uh, to take Gastelum down a bunch, and uh, on the ground Gastelum really did nothing. <laughs> nothing but wait for opportunities to scramble his way up. Uh, not really looking to use any position on grappling to get out of half guard, uh, holding on to dear life. So Rob really couldn't uh, ground and bound him to shreds. Like uh, uh, no doubt, uh, Bobby Knuckles fans across the world would have liked him to. But I mean, in the fifth, Rob mostly just rolled around with Gastelum to a decision victory, having already won the first four rounds. So I mean, why not? Basically a showcase performance for Whitaker, a lovely fight from him all round. A gift a gift to all Bobby Knuckles fans across the world. <laughs> like eating a minty ice cream on a hot summer day. Stay tuned for our alternate commentary for the fight, by the way. Alright, uh, on to the news. Uh, news of the week. Uh, Zhang Weili's team responds to Rose Namayunas' statements. In response to Namayunas's bizarre politically charged outburst uh, where she accused Zhang of basically being an uncovered air commissar, uh, Ruben Payan Jr., Wei Li's uh, strength and conditioning coach, stated the following. To be honest, we haven't uh, been paying attention to all this soap opera. Uh, we're not engaging with it because we're so focused on the fight. I mean, I think you should 
maybe humble yourself and uh, not uh, jump to conclusions. And basically he outlined that the government has nothing to do with how we Lee uh, behaves herself or what their preparation process looks like or what her personal motivations are, etc, etc, etc. Just a broad measured response, I suppose. Jeremy Stevens injures Drakkar close. Dana White blames Sean Shelby because of course he is. On the face-off for UFC on ESPN, Whitaker vs Gastelum, Stevens uh, shoved, shoved Drakkar Close, whose hands were behind his back at the moment, at the time, and according to Close, he instantly felt one of his arms go numb, and after a while he started vomiting. Official medical diagnosis was that the shove resulted in a sprain of cervical neck, as well as uh, a brain concussion. And who knows how much time it will take for him to recuperate. Here's how Close himself described his condition. After I was pushed by Jeremy at the UFC face-offs, I immediately faced my hand go numb, felt my hand go numb and neck tighten up. Sean Shelby and the UFC officials sent me to the PI to get worked on by the UFC PT staff for two hours. I spent the night eating, rehydrating, stretching and even saw the PT staff later that night. I woke up early this morning with a headache, nausea and the only thing that made me feel better was laying in the dark. UFC got me medicine and I rested a couple, uh, a couple of hours before getting up and vomiting. Uh, it was at this point we called the UFC doctor and uh, he made the decision to send me to the hospital. I'm sorry to everyone who was excited for this fight. I tried to do everything I could stay in this fight, but these issues are out of my control. Eric, uh, Eric Mangraken, who runs Combat Sports Law website, uh, the Combat Sports Law website outlined uh, the possible routes to pursue legal action for clothes based on assault and battery. According to Mangraken, a lawsuit based on assault slash battery is not out of the question, and such an action could lead to fairly steep financial consequences covering things like lost income, uh, medical expenses, non-pecuniary loss and other damages. It is unknown as of this juncture whether Stevens will face any penalties following his violent outburst. Uh, Dana White, meanwhile, puts the blame solely on Sean Shelby for not reading the room and intervening before the situation got physical, because of course Dana needs to throw someone under the bus. I mean, it's only natural. Stevens himself, meanwhile, has a history of uh, being a violent hothead. Uh, the Des Moines Register reports that in an incident taking place on October 15, 2011, Stevens and his friend assaulted a man who was asked to leave the bar they were in, beating him so severely he stopped breathing twice. According to the Register, the victim had reportedly been asked to leave the bar and was still in the parking lot when Stevens and Buckman emerged soon after. According to the victim's wife, Stevens punched the victim in, in the left eye, the victim leans against the building and Buckman, which is, uh, I'm assuming, was, is the friend in question, Buckman punch, punched him in the head and face several times, the police said. The victim's wife helped him get into their car and was trying to lock the doors when Buckman purportedly pulled the victim out of the vehicle by his feet. I mean, quite the character, this Buckman. Stevens and Beckman then allegedly punched and kicked the victim on his head and body for about a minute, authorities said. The suspects fled, the victim was unconscious and stopped breathing twice, police reports show. He was intubated and taken to the hospital in critical condition. I mean, my personal take, uh, my personal take on this whole thing is that Stevens should just be fucking cut.
I mean, the man hasn't got a single win since 2018, and his whole shtick uh, is being a stepping stone for prospects. I mean, where where if you aren't a complete no-hoper uh, and understand understand how to handle linear pressure, you should be able to beat Stevens pretty comfortably. And yet he's still a nice forward featherweight, where he's ranked number ten for some bizarre reason. I mean, but then featherweight rankings are just a joke in general. It's basically just Max and Volk and everyone else. Dylan Dennis says some really stupid shit <laughs> in a move so uncharacteristic for the cultured and gracefully self-aware gentleman that he is. He says he'll murder Francis Ngannou in a street fight. To quote the man himself, I can survive his punch. Should I, should I continue reading this? Do you really want to know what he says? I don't... I'm getting so much second-hand embarrassment from this, like, reading this. Like, it's, it's like watching a man in clown shoes run across a minefield. It's my job, you say? <laughs> Alright. Don't blame me if someone's bladder explodes from laughing too much. I'm, I'm just following orders. I can't survive his punch because I'm very good at weathering the storm. He's the kind of guy, he's like a he's like a one-pump chump. In a street fight to the death, where someone's gonna die, I'll beat him. Jiu-Jitsu? Come on, that's like a joke. In a Jiu-Jitsu matchup right now, even drunk I'll fuck him up. Come on, he's terrible on the ground. Dana White speaks out against masks again, blames media again, engages in his usual COVID denialism, says masks won't be needed at UFC 261 and uh, UFC 262. I quote, The reality is we had to create a bubble that would be safe, so first of all, the athletes wouldn't end up with COVID and have all these fights falling out. But the media was being so crazy about this whole COVID thing, you know, you had to take... You had to, to make the media feel safe. The media was going crazy. The media was going crazy. The media was going crazy. You had to make the media feel safe. I mean... Volkanovsky, Chimaev, Costa, Jacare, Hamush... I can continue, continue on with this list for a while, you know? In Jacksonville, everything is opening up again. Even in Vegas, it's going to be open June 1st, but 100% open in July. There's still going to be some things that are, set in, that are set in place. We're still going to have a bubble for the athletes, things like that. But as far as the fans, you can wear a mask or you cannot wear a mask. It's up to you. It's your decision. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. You're so gracious. You're such a good guy. You're such a such a good leader. Thank you for your service. You're the one who brought sports back. Oh yes, Dana. When everyone was shitting their pants, like, like, running around like headless chickens and putting protocols in place like pussies. We needed a real man to bring it all back on track. 
I mean, even Steve Bannon was such a smart guy, such a such a great, awesome guy. Said that you're a real patriot, you know, the first to host a full capacity event after the globalists forced everyone inside and muzzled them. Holy fucking shitballs, Dana! You should run for president. Florida still has a whole bunch of cases uh, and deaths from COVID from a surge in maskless, maskless protocol-free spring break, break festivities, but who gives a shit? Sports! If you're a pussy, if you're a pussy, no-balls, chicken-shit, fucking bitch-boy virgin who cares about shit like people's lives, then MMA is not for you, fella. I'm gonna go fucking chuck bleach now. In other news, the UFC provides free masks for UFC 261 and UFC 262. The UFC announced that free masks will be distributed to everyone who wants them at UFC 261 and UFC 262 for pussyholes only. If you care about your health and the health of others, like some kind of loser, you can wear one. Dana said, okay, just make sure your tampon doesn't fall out. Fight announcement so far. Jerry Zinio Rosenstrike vs. Augustus Okaito headline in event on June 5th. Oh, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck this. This is bullshit. Ah! What the fuck is this? I mean, is this for real? You're shitting me right now. This is some kind of miserable nightmare. This existence I live. Jerry Zinio Rosenstrike vs. Augusta Sakai is to headline an event at June 5th. And Chito Vero is gonna fight Davy Grant for some reason. One on TNT4 is revealed, if you care about it. Headlined by Ong Lang Sung vs Vitaly Big Dash. Vitaly Big Dash. Big Dash. Eddie Alvarez vs whoever the fuck. Uh, as a co-main. I mean, I, it's also, I'm not joking that the, their announcement was that, oh, the legend Teddy Alvarez is coming back and he's gonna fight some guy. And some other guy, if he doesn't get that other guy, you can go on their website. That that that's their official announcement. He's fighting with that, like, honestly, he's fighting. He's gonna fight totally. Yeah. Rugruk versus Kirill Kirill Grishenka. Kirill Grishenka. Edward Foliang versus uh, Shinya Aoki. I guess they're still alive. Jackie Bunton vs. Ekaterina Vanderiva. Colby Northcutt vs. Courtney Martin. Courtney Martin. 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 Uh, and uh, this weekend is gonna be, well, UFC 261. The one where Dana brings the crowd back. 
The event was to initially take place in Singapore, but Singapore told the UFC to shove it up their ass because of Covid protocols, and then Dana had the bright idea of holding it in Jacksonville with 15,000 fans in attendance because Florida. Headlined by the rematch between Kamaru Usman and Jorge, Jorge Masvidal, journeyman fighter turned Street Jesus turned Manga Chad, launched into stardom by his knockout win over Ben Askren. I don't fucking know, maybe I should knock Askren out. Will that make me a star? Will that make me a star? Question for the viewers. Do you uh, or your friends or relatives know someone who they are reasonably sure they can knock Ben Askren out? Like, the shittier the better. I don't care if it's your stepsister or your Ben man, leave your answer in the comments. Co-main is Weili vs Namayunas, also known as the Red Menace vs the Soaring Eagle. Followed by Shevchenko vs Andrade vs Andraj, also known as it's as if a million simps across the world cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I don't know, Shevchenko probably drops Andraj, Andraj but who knows? No cares for that matter. Uriah Hall vs Weidman is also on the main card. I mean, I guess we'll find out if Weidman still has any functioning joints left. While Uriah may follow up his old yellow style execution of Anderson Silva with another one. That is, uh, if he doesn't start pondering the nature of existence in the middle of the fight. Anthony Smith vs Jimmy Crute, Ryan Wagner's, uh, Ryan Wagner's favorite fighter, who loves Crute's uh, educated lead-handed combination boxing, as well as his impenetrable takedown defense and defense in the pocket. The card also has prelims and early prelims like any other card. That's it for today. Check out the fight site for analytical content on our written works. Check out our Patreon for exclusive custom content like resume evaluations, more fight breakdowns, uh, alternate commentary tracks and more. Almost all of our existing work becomes available at the $3 tier while $5 give you access to our Discord server Discord server, where you can uh, hang out and converse with our staff and other like-minded fight fans who appreciate the technical side of the sport and all its intricacies. Uh, we've hit our stretch goal of 200 patrons uh, the other day and we've released our first article from our series on top 5 greatest MMA fights and the commentary for the fight in question that is uh, being broken down in the article is on the way, so stay tuned for that. Uh, don't forget to check out our main channel for technical breakdowns and shorts uh, subscribe and subscribe to this channel if you'd like to see more content such as this show uh, or our discussion panels such as the latest two-hour podcast with uh, Zach Mikowski, uh the UFC veteran, Bellator champion and uh, uh, actual active professional fighter Zach Mikowski and uh, a real stud. <laughs> uh, uh, Ed Gallo is also there, uh, our glorious, fearless leader, Ed Gallo, Exorized, and uh, yours truly. This has been the Fight Sides Combat Sports News Recap, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Do you think Ben Askren is good at video games?